Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about restoring flexibility. We talk about how we dose some of our exercises, and we talk about the advanced phases of rehabilitation and how we figure out which types of exercises to do. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're at the Champion PT and Performance up in Boston. Mike Scaduto, Dan Pope, Dave Tilly, Lenny Macrina, all the, the physical therapy department. Do we have a department? Sure. <laughs> this is the physical we therapy department. <laughs> we have the whole department here. I like that. Um, here with our special uh, student trio that we have here. Three Musketeers. Let's go this way again. We'll go the, we'll go the other way again this time. We're going to keep mixing it up, though. But Nikhil Shaquille O'Neal Harani nailed it. Wow. University of Kentucky here joining us today. Drew Doobie Doobie Dudek. Say that three times fast. University of Belmont. Belmont University. Belmont University. We have to have a list. Of, like, who's the university and who's the college? I don't know what the difference is. To be I honest. still don't understand what the difference. People tweet us every time we say that. I went to a college, right? Went to a university. Oh, and K Cup, Kevin Coughlin. From UMass Lowell, K Cup. K Cup, take it away. Are you gonna start off today? Or is Drew? Oh. I got it. Wow. See, Drew showing a little tenure. Uh, no, I got I, you. I start the episode, not Cake Up. Cake right. Up can reread it when we don't understand All it. All right. <laughs> Drew, do we do we do that? Let's see it. All right, so Sam from California. I don't know where to go. I have a fairly general question for you regarding flexibility. There's a lot of information out there about the best way to improve flexibility, and it is easy, easy to get lost in everything. Do you have any recommendations for making long-lasting changes in chronically shortened muscles, specifically with poor posture? Thank you. You got to get some shorter questions. In the <laughs> I think that was uh, that, that would help if you get shorter questions. All right, so uh, flexibility, how and mobility, or something. How do we get long-lasting changes in flexibility? Who wants to start? Got it. Tilly. Tilly. I just you're the exact opposite though. You want you don't want more flexibility, right? In well, your world? Uh, I mean I I've looked a lot of the literature because it's not being done like gained correctly and safely in the sport that I work in. So good call. If you look at the broad overview of research, we're gonna repeat things we said before, but there's two main categories. You have like changing the nervous system, changing the tissue, right? And I think that when you <laughs> when you look at <laughs> when you look at all the things that are available, foam rolling, manual therapy. Uh, light stretching, like these things work, they increase range of motion, but for probably different mechanisms. So regular stretching, you know, and foam rolling and light soft tissue work is probably more neurological side where it helps you just deal with the discomfort of stretching. Over time, you desensitize the nerves, that, you know, helps increase range of motion. On the other side of the fence, heavy eccentrics along with consistent, uh, uh, consistency in your programming, good strength balance of pushing to pulling seems to help the actual tissue change. So taking all that information, you can put those things together. And I think the What's been most helpful for me and many people that we work with here is that we don't take one thing and go crazy on it. You don't just foam roll, you don't just stretch. You put those things in a little bit of a circuit, right? So maybe you uh, 
put like four or five things together that are based off an assessment. Like you have a couple things that are limited, a couple things that are limited, 30 seconds to 60 seconds of foam rolling, targeted stretching, maybe some eccentrics, maybe change your technique a little bit and go through some like new range of motion and do that consistently every day rather than like cranking on yourself. And I, I have found that's the most successful, kind of combines all the research together. I like that too. I like how you kind of said there, essentially, it's pr- you're, you're, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like it's probably not going to work unless you hit this from multiple angles. Right. Right. So like, like what flexibility is a big word that the general public doesn't get every, everything's just a flexibility. It's a, I'm not flexible or I'm too yeah. flexible or whatever it is. But flexibility is what, I mean, is it just is length of passive length of muscle? Is it, is it three things? I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I'm oversimplifying cause there's, I think there's a difference between joint and soft tissue. Maybe that's one. So you have a joint hypermobility or hypomobility, which is more capsular and stuff like that. And then you have a soft tissue, which yeah. is more muscular. And then that itself could be either tone based or an actual mechanical. shortening mechanical based. Yeah. Right? So if you think, there's three you think to, to get the most flexibility you probably need to understand that there's three potential yeah. mechanisms that's why the assessment's so important and assess those three right uh, who else anybody else have any thoughts I, I was just going to mention an article and, and, and Tilly was the one who brought this up but uh, it's called the relationship between stretching typology and stretching duration the effects on range of motion like that and it was in 2018 but um, it was a review where they just took a ton of stretching articles and they're trying to figure out what types of stretching are best what's the most optimal frequency, you know, how long she holds stretches for. And I think this was, it was awesome for me, and I've looked at some of this research before, but this kind of put it all together, which is phenomenal. Um, but it, it is, it's kind of like, all right, if I need flexibility, how long should I stretch for? Should I do it every day? Should I, should I stretch for 15 minutes? Should I stretch for one minute? Um, this kind of put all that information together, and what they showed was, as far as stretching goes, static stretching was probably the best, so good old regular stretching, gain the most range of motion. And it's between five and 10 minutes of total stretch time per muscle group per week. The more frequently you do it throughout the course of the week, the better. So just like Dave said, more consistently, so if you're doing it five or more days during the week and you accumulate about five to 10 total minutes, that was optimal. And if you go above that, it wasn't giving you better results. And if you were below that, it, it actually, some of the studies, there was no significant change. Yeah. So yeah. When, when you look at, sorry to interrupt, when you look yeah. at the mechanisms of those studies, like the uh, like what they propose as the histology, it's pretty wild. Things that I never thought were gonna happen in static stretching. I used to be way more like neurological camp-based, but they're showing some crazy stem cell collagen effects of static stretching and regular consistent work. I really, really, really think static, tr- static stretching is probably creating a stimulus more by stress yeah. than by like, I think we just start to think, oh, it's elongating. Lenny's, Lenny's gonna jump at it. it. It's like elongating, but it's providing a stress. Because yeah. like I've tried to, like myself, I'm not the most flexible person in the world, and I've tried like, you know, some routines, like some range of motion, flexibility, mobility routines that like you can buy off the internet and stuff, and I'm sore afterwards. Yeah. You know, which is like like I, I'm doing too much with that. So, yeah. um, so that's there's, super interesting. There's good papers that show that chronic stretching, like limb lengthening and like stuff like long load duration, is not only collagen, but through don't make fun of me through mechanotransductive pathways changes the way the genes express collagen. So, so you get it's neuromechanical chemical. It is right. You get stretch induced sarcomeogenesis. Wow, which I never uh, thought would happen only in eccentrics. Right. So 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 we have that. And I think there's. I think that's. I guess the body doesn't know that you're doing any eccentric activity. The body just knows it's a stress. Right. And so it's just, yeah. just a stimulus. It's a force, stress, force stress to a tissue. Stress to a tissue. Mechanotransductive neurobiomechanical stimulus. And you get and you got to put it together. We we do a little bit of everything, and I think that's that's the way to do it. So, all right, that's a big question. We can probably go on forever. Let's do. It. Let's go number two, Nikhil. Yep. Okay. So David from Ireland, as a physical therapist, where did you learn what dosage is enough when prescribing exercises as part of a rehab program? For example, sets and reps for rotator cuff tendinopathy. 
All right, so I like this, so dosage one. So Mike, you're probably our, our most recent grad, right? Yeah. Like, I, like, coming out of school, I feel like that's a big question for students, oh, yeah. right? It's like, how do you how do you figure out like the, the dose, like sets and reps? Like, so what did you learn, what did you do, and how have you adapted that since you've been out now for a year? I guess, to be honest, I don't think we learned much about that in school. Um, <laughs> don't say where you went to school. <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't in, in formal classes. Um, I think. But like, what was your attendance record? Like, did you go to every class? <laughs> I feel like you just missed that class. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I will say that my, my experience in working in a clinic and my experience as a personal trainer, I had learned a little bit more about periodization and, and set rep volume uh, prescription stuff like that. Um, but I would say overall. Um, in PT school, I didn't learn a ton, and that's something I didn't feel very, very confident with um, coming into my first job. So that's an area I wanted to improve upon. Um, but I guess back to the question is uh, like three sets of ten is like the generic answer. <laughs> that's where you started, right? That's you where we started. So pretty it, much everything, which is probably a good basis plan, right? I think every PT starts with like two or three sets of ten, right? Which yeah. is pr- which is probably fine in the grand scheme of things. Most people in the rehab setting, in even strength and conditioning, I hate to like ruin this for every coach and personal trainer out there, could probably see gains from two to three sets for months, right? Two to three sets of ten for months, which is linear periodization where you're just adding weight at that set and rep scheme. If you look at the literature in set and rep schemes, we get all these like adv- like advanced like variations. Most of them don't show a significant difference until you get to an advanced trainee where you need to like shock the system with something new, right? So I don't want to speak out of turn, you know, with that. That's not my world as much like as Dan's or something like that. But like, right? I mean, good, good point, Mike. I mean, that's that's your starting basis, and then from there, I feel like in PT we've robbed you know from the strength and conditioning community, and even with rotator cuff, we'll manipulate set rep schemes for the same. You know, for the same reason. So, any anybody have anything else? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm a I'm a two to three sets of ten guys. It's, it's the easiest. But with that, if I'm seeing somebody like a Tommy John or a rotated cuff repair that I've been seeing for a while, yeah, we got to shock the system. So I'll I'll manipulate things where we'll increase weights, maybe do uh, you know six or eight reps at a time, something like that. Or somebody's new, and I'm going to maybe do ten or fifteen reps. But typically, I'm going to start off at ten, see how they do, change, manipulate the weights, and then. And then once I see that the weights that we're hitting like an eight, 10, eight or 10 pounds with some of our exercises, which is fine, you can even go higher than that. I may stop playing with uh, reps and sets and stuff like that just to kind of shock the system and just to kind of manipulate the for the client in their head that they, they're progressing to something, a new level of something, you know? Sure, yeah. I feel like clients, this goes in the gym too, and I learned this quite a bit from like uh, Alan Cosgrove and uh, Jason Lauren Pack from Achieve Fitness, like these guys, like just talk to them about this, like how you periodize month to month sometimes. They do like a wave periodization, which is pretty common. That's kind of something that Alan, I learned from Alan quite a bit that he teaches that, where it's like just being general with time frames. But let's say month one's like two sets of 10, but then you drop the reps, then you go back up, you can go even higher than 10, and then you go back down again. The client sees a noticeable change in their output when they do these drops. Like you get, you get up to 15 reps with something, and then next month you drop that down to six month reps, it's like in their face, like, wow, I just went up a ton of weight. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. So, uh, but yeah, awesome. So good stuff. Good to answer everyone. Um, KC, what do we got? K cup. All right. KC K cup. KC and JoJo. I think maybe we go KC. Somebody else was KC and JoJo, wasn't it? Yeah. You can't you can't repeat nicknames. All right. KC K cup. What do we got? All right. Brandon from Arkansas. 
Mike, love the show. You mentioned that there has been a strong push recently across social media that highlights advanced basic exercises as opposed to advanced exercises. Could you please provide one example of what you might consider to be an advanced exercise, which you might progress to following mastery of more advanced basic exercises? Wow. Go socks. Nice, go socks. I hate when you guys call me out on things I say because some, sometimes I say stupid things, right? That, that, that I regret. delete tweet. <laughs> you can't delete tweets, right? Um, Isn't that a thing? Oh no, you, you can delete. delete you can't edit. edit yeah. I think you can begin to edit now, or they're gonna. It's about to happen. Aren't they all stored in the Library of Congress? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Or the FBI, forever. Only, yeah. only my that tweets. Up. Look that up. That's Look it. That up. Look that up. MikeScududo.com. So, what was was the question? All right, so we've I think we've all talked about this a little bit here. Is that we're starting to see the PT profession. Um, You know, there's basic exercises, so like rotator cuff exercise, two sets of ten, kind of going to that last question. And then there's you know, a lot of people we're trying to see are trying to innovate, right? Try to do like new and exciting exercises. And what they do is they make a really basic exercise more advanced instead of just doing an advanced exercise. So, you know, we talk about this all, all the time here at Champion. Our advanced exercises here are strength and conditioning. The d- advanced doesn't mean fancy. It means advanced for what you're applying to load for the body. So like a deadlift is advanced, a squat's advanced, a push-up's advanced to an extent, right? But like, yeah, we have to really, if we want to bridge the gap and we want to be p- more performance therapy based, right, then it's not about just getting fancier basic exercises, creating more and more unstable surfaces with a a basic exercise. It's about bridging the gap from basic to strength and conditioning. I think maybe that's the phrase we're missing. It's not basic to advanced, it's basic to strength and conditioning. And advanced is almost like phase 1B, right? 1A is basic rehab, 1B is advanced rehab, and then it goes into the strength and conditioning world. But man, I feel like we just, we want to call 1B advanced. Like that's the end of the game. And that's, to me, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. Doing TheraBand, standing on a BOSU or something like that. Exactly. You're, you're <laughs> certainly, we're starting, yeah. right, yeah. Standing on an unstable service. We do at times, but right. like you just got to be, yeah, like let's not your end goal. Like you got to really think about like what's the end goal, end game, right? If your end game is run faster, you can't be on an unstable surface to run faster. Right. You, know, you probably want to progress somebody back to just basic plyometric drills. Yeah. Basic proprioception, dynamic stability, and baseline like isolated strength. And then from there, it's a functional approach through strength. Inherently, as PT, we're limited in what we have for equipment. Mm-hmm. We don't have that issue here. We've invested in that. And then we also are limited in our education in higher level. So we don't know. Yeah. So we're just advancing things that's our basic concept because that's all we know. And trust me, I'm guilty of that because totally. that's what we do. That's just that's it's, it's human nature to try to just, you know, you're in your comfort zone and you're just going to try to make it a little bit more complicated so you think it's complicated, but it's, it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> that's, that's actually it's hard, but it's you're, not complicated. You're advancing within your scope of knowledge. Correct. You don't realize that yeah. the real advance was out there. So okay. That's funny. So we've been talking about this for a while, and that's why, you know, I, I think we just got to eventually do it, but we just got to come down, sit down, and just get our performance system out there, our performance therapy and training system, and just get it out there. Because I think we have such a broad diversity of backgrounds here that the way we put it together, I think, could be valuable. So I apologize. We're going to get our act together. We'll get that out for you guys eventually. But I, th- I, I think that's the key here. And I think that's when we see things on Instagram that are just like advanced versions of basic lift. exercises. It's like, it's just, I, yeah, it's, it's a, like Dave said, what's your goal? 
So awesome. Great job. Good questions, everybody. Appreciate it. Head to MikeRandall.com. Click on that podcast link, and there's a form you can fill out to ask us questions. Anything you guys want to talk about, and please go to iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, subscribe, so we can keep doing these awesome episodes, and we'll see you on the next, the next episode. I said episode like four times in the same sentence, but nobody listens to these to the end, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeRandall.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRandall.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.